Greetings this Sunday morning from an empty sanctuary at Bellingham Covenant Church. Last week I shared the truth from John 14, 1-6, that in Jesus we can be safe at home. Today I want to share with you the good news again from John chapter 14, but verses 15 to 21, that as followers of Jesus, we are never alone. Through the Holy Spirit, he comes both to give us help as well as hope, help in the moment and hope for the future. For many months, many of you are growing tired of the long months of separation and isolation. And for the parents of young children, you are growing weary of the seemingly unending demands of being present to them. And for others, you're trying to balance the work life from home. It's hard to have one foot at home and one foot uh, in our work. And it can sometimes leave us feeling that we're not fully engaged anywhere. Both our home and our work are being done remotely. There is a Swedish proverb that says, Shared joy is double joy. Shared sorrow is half sorrow. This morning I want to speak directly to the estimated 48% of our congregation that are at least 60 years old. I want you to hear in this sermon a spiritual echo that reverberates and returns familiar words of help and hope from God. Today, may you hear and hold on to the truth that through the Holy Spirit, you are never alone. After Jesus' resurrection, his followers learned that being united to Jesus wasn't contingent on his physical presence. They learned that while he was physically present to a few, he was spiritually present and available to all through the Holy Spirit. And what is true for the disciples is true for us. While we cannot be physically present to each other and are separated from each other, Jesus is present to us and we are together in him. These uh, last words in the Gospel of John are some of the last words Jesus would ever speak to his followers before he was crucified. And Jesus told them that they will never be alone. Jesus gave them two promises that they could live by in his physical presence. The first is that the Holy Spirit will be present to them as an advocate, a counselor, a companion, a friend, a helper. And that the Holy Spirit would be their hope. Their future would be forever secure in him. It assumes for them that they will never be alone. Friends, the same is true for us today. The Holy Spirit brings us help in the moment, as well as hope for our future. Recently, I heard someone say, I miss singing in church, standing next to someone and harmonizing with them. And while I'm no singer, I can understand the sentiment of those who want to be present with someone else in worship. It's not easy to be alone. We need each other. When my son was in college, he worshiped off campus uh, in Chicago at a church that was very traditional and very formal. And I asked him when I worshiped with him one Sunday, so John, why do you come here? 
And he handed me the worship folder and pointed to it and said, because of this, because of the words, each week I am forced to say things that I wouldn't say on my own. One of my seminary professors said that worship literally means the work of the church and that worship gives theology to the mute. And so today, as part of my sermon, I'm including the verses of the hymn day by day. It captures some of the themes of the sermon text, and it gives you words that you may not ordinarily say and allows you to share the feelings that many of your sisters and brothers are feeling today. When we uh, break, I invite you to sing or to say those words as a reflective response after parts of the sermon. The first promise that Jesus gives us in verses 15 to 17 is that we are never alone. He is our present help. And in offering the disciples and us this help and hope, he asks them to demonstrate their commitment, that is, by keeping and fulfilling his commandments, by loving him. And that kind of love that Jesus is speaking of here is the self-sacrificing agape love, This is the love of feelings, not, this is not the love of feelings, pardon me. It is the love of action. But we cannot be commanded to feel one way or another, but we can be asked to love. In chapter 13 of John, Jesus gave his disciples a new commandment, love one another. Here, though, he calls them not to love each other, but to love him and to live in their lives and to live out their lives in obedience to all that he had given to them. If you love me, he says, keep my commands, which would certainly involve loving others. But left to ourselves, that would be nearly an impossible task for us to do, that is, to love like Jesus. We need help in living and loving the way Jesus calls us to. How about you? Does, at this time, how does it feel? How do you act and live out the demands of loving Jesus? I know that's a struggle for me. And while I enjoy and appreciate this time alone, I do miss the connection with others and staying connected during this pandemic with even those closest to me is hard. Jesus promises his followers that an advocate will help them to be available to them just as he has been to them. And the word that Jesus uses is an important word, parakletos, literally to be called in, to give advice, to stand alongside, to bear witness. And even though he will be physically absent from them, the spirit of truth will be with them as their companion, as their helper, as their friend. And the role that Jesus currently had in their life would be taken over by the spirit at Jesus' request. And unlike Jesus, the spirit will be available to them anytime, anywhere, doing exactly what Jesus did for them as another advocate. Take a moment now and reflect on the hymn, Day by Day, 
and with each passing moment. Jesus' first promise in verses 15 to 17 spoke of the presence of the paraclete, the one called in to help in the moment. Verses 18 to 21 focus on the parousia, that is, the coming time when the Spirit will bring us hope. There are three truths that stand out in verses 18 to 21, and the first truth is this, the relationship remains. Jesus will not abandon his followers. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. As I read and reflected on those words, I thought about the mournful African-American spiritual song sung by slaves. It speaks of the lament, the pain, the pathos of being an abandoned child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child a long way from home. Sometimes I feel like I'm almost done a long way from home. True believer, a long way from home. In the absence of Jesus, the disciples could easily feel like orphans, abandoned, without resource, support, or identity. Jesus says, I will not leave you that way. I will come to you. So what are you feeling at this time? Do you find yourself sometimes feeling alone and abandoned? I saw a grieving Seattle mother on television this past week sharing with a crowd about her son who was a shooting victim. She looked into the cameras and said, I want the shooter to know he is loved. I want all of our kids to know that they are loved. If they knew that they were loved, they wouldn't be shooting other people. The longer the isolation from this COVID-19 crisis continues, the deeper is our need for contact and connection. How long, O Lord? How long? 
And Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In Jesus, we are never alone. At this time, how are you experiencing the presence of God in your life during this time of separation and isolation? Do you sometimes feel like a spiritual orphan? Do you sense yourself being protected as a child and treasure? Think again on that truth as we hear the second verse of Day by Day. Every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each other. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer. second truth from these verses 18 through 21 is that we will see Jesus. He says, before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Jesus tells his disciples that while the world will not see or recognize him, they will. And because he lives, they will live in him. In the late 1960s, Gloria Gaither uh, took this verse and wrote a song that later her husband uh, composed music to accompany. She says this was the, uh, she was pregnant with her, her third child, that her husband was recovering from mononucleosis, and it seemed to her that uh, the world was a crazy place to bring another child into. And then she reflected on this verse, that I am in you, and you will be in me. She writes, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. The third truth from these verses is that Jesus is the reward of our relationship with him. 
He writes, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Verse 21, as you will note, is almost exactly the same as verse 15, but the order of words is different. In verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commands. Here in verse 21, Jesus is assuming that his followers are possessing, are living, and obeying his commands. The one who loves me will see Jesus. The late uh, John R.W. Stott, in a book of pastor reflections, near the end of his life, said, This verse was one of his favorites. He writes, This verse ends with a particularly precious promise. I will show myself to him or her, or that is, I will manifest myself to him. Stott then asked this question, is this not just what we are looking for? Namely, a clear vision of Jesus. Sometimes we do not sense his presence and our vision is blurred. We need a clear manifestation a clear showing of Jesus in our life and in our circumstances. And so we come to the third verse of the hymn. Help me then in every tribulation, so to trust your promises, O Lord. The promise that we in Jesus are never alone. He remains with us. We are not an orphan. The promise that because we, he lives, We can live also. He is available to us now. The promise that he shows and reveals himself. He manifests himself to us so that we can be a community of hope. Let's hear and sing this last verse. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meeting, ere to take us from our Father's hand. One by one, the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. One by one, the days, the moments fleeting, Well, I hope that today you've heard a spiritual echo. I hope that you have heard familiar words of help and hope from God. And like the disciples, we have learned that while Jesus was physically present to a few, he is spiritually present and available to all of us through the Holy Spirit. And while we cannot be physically present with each other and are separated from each other, Jesus is present to us in the Holy Spirit. We 
are never alone. For over 40 years, this congregation has gathered for prayers of healing. And today is no different. And the good news is that that same spirit that is present to us when we are worshiping together in this place is with us as we're scattered apart. The words of the Swedish proverb are true for us now. Shared joy is double joy, and shared sorrow is half sorrow. Let us go to prayer. Amen.